Welcome to the Anecdotal Podcast, where we explore divine tools and technologies that fall outside the realm of the scientific mind. Although science has brought us many wonderful things, it fails in its ability to explore those things that fall out of its purview, mainly forms of divination. Divination is found in all cultures across the world from time immemorial. In this podcast, we'll look at what these tools are, how they work, and what science has or cannot say about it, and the anecdotal evidence behind them. I'm your host, Alex Strasberg, and today we'll be talking about tarot cards. Tarot cards are a staple of the New Age movement, giving them a bad rep. Additionally, tarot cards can be used for psychological purposes. This messes with their actual practical use, which is for divinatory purposes, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to the beginning with a look at the history behind tarot cards. Now, tarot cards have been around for a historical period of time and a mythological period of time. The mythological history begins with the idea that they were used in the ancient pyramids by the Egyptian initiates as a means of passing on occult knowledge to their practitioners. Another myth speculates that the cards were first created by a group of occultists from various countries who wanted to be able to communicate their spiritual knowledge of each other, but lacked a common language. In this myth, the cards were born in the medieval period and stood to bring all the knowledge together. However, from a historical perspective, the tarot cards first came to us back in the early 14th to 15th century, where they were first used as a card game. The early version of the cards differed in the number and the names and the meanings behind each card. One thing that extremely limited the distribution of tarot cards in the beginning was that each deck had to be hand-drawn. They didn't really take off until the printing press allowed for cheap and easy ways of making cards. The first esoteric use of the cards came around in 1781 when Anton Court de Gebelin published an analysis of the tarot cards. In his analysis, he provided a mythological history of the cards, as mentioned earlier. Ten years later, in 1791, Jean-Baptiste Alitia released a deck for divinatory purposes. However, most argue that his actions were mainly aimed at making money rather than telling the future. It wasn't until the early 20th century that the tools of the tarot became widespread with the creation of the Rider Waite deck. This deck was created by a cultist and Golden Dawn member, Arthur Edward Waite and Pamela Smith. Waite created a deck based upon the exploration of older decks in the British Library reading room, as well as Egyptian knowledge that was being dug up at the time from an archaeological perspective. His work was also informed by the Jewish Kabbalah, an ancient tool that highlights how the world is came into being and other purposes. Pamela Smith took Waite's advice and created the images that are so commonly used today. Tarot really took off with many other occult tools during the 1960s as the world entered into the age of Aquarius. Since then, they have been a stock item for occultists and tarot readers. But what specifically draws people to tarot cards, and how do they work? Tarot cards work by a reader picking up a deck, mixing up the cards, then using various layouts to get instructions. A question that is often asked is where or how the information has come to. Some people argue it comes from their higher selves, or holy guardian angels, or a spirit guide. Regardless, there are some important things to remember when using tarot. 
First, questions need to be specific. The more generalized the question, the less accurate the reading. So instead of asking a question like, will I be healthy in the next year? You would ask, are there any specific health issues that will arise in the next six months? Timing is also a major thing to consider. If you leave the time too widely open, your answers will be likely to be less accurate. Specifying a time helps to create a strong question. Second, do not let other people touch your deck. Just as you wouldn't share a toothbrush, don't allow other people to touch your deck as it mixes their, for lack of a better term, energy and can mess up the reading. Lastly, after doing a reading, make sure to wash your hands with soap, water, and salt. This breaks any energetic connection that might be a result of a reading. The next question that comes up is what does science have to say about tarot cards? Although considered a pseudoscience, tarot cards are seen as non-harmful. According to Scientific America magazine, the American Psychology Association favors evidence-based therapies but has no official policy on alternative treatments. With science bowing out or not taking a stance, that leaves us to rely on anecdotal evidence. And what specifically does anecdotal evidence suggest? Well, there are individuals on both sides of the spectrum. Some say it works, and some say it doesn't. While doing a search online for anecdotal evidence regarding tarot cards, I came across multiple examples of readers that discussing how their readings had come true on sites like Quora. However, from my personal experiences, I have heard from people who have said that their cards are wrong or that it is just a pseudoscience. The best way to find out, like all of the other forms of divinations, is to try it out for yourself. There's a definite need to first to keep a clear mind when casting and interpreting your answers. And also, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, the only way to be able to get a good reading is to have a clear mind and a clear question. A deck of Rider weight cards can be found on Amazon for $13, and a great book that will discuss layouts and interpretation is Josephine McCarthy's Tarot for the 21st Century. This has a number of layouts and practical advice on how to use the deck, and can be found along on Amazon for $23. So what's your take on Tarot? Are you willing to give it a try to see what the cards avail? Thanks for listening to the Anecdotal Podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning a bit about divination. If you have any questions, I can be reached out to via Twitter at S-T-R-A-S-B-A-L. That's Strauss Ball. Feel free to leave a comment or reach out.